Welcome to the Feel Better Make It podcast. Real life, real women, no shame. We take it from drop it like it's hot to I can't get off the toilet. In this podcast, we tackle questions about real issues women have to face with their body, life, love, and their career. Every week, Dr. Letitia and Dr. Jennifer, both physical therapists and business owners, will share from their life experiences and expertise on their journey to feeling better naked. Join us as we ask the questions you've never asked and have fun while doing it. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Feel Better Naked podcast. Today, our podcast is going to be My Vagina is Falling Out. Um, if you're listening to this, I don't know, it depends on what phase of life you're in as a woman, but, um, we're really referring to vaginal wall prolapse. So we're going to talk all about what that is, how to prevent it, treatments for it. Dr. Letitia, how are you doing? Oh, good. Well, thankfully my vagina is not falling out. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this will be a very interesting um, topic and definitely a lot of ladies will will benefit from this gen information. I'm I'm excited so that I can learn more because obviously the the more educated you are, the more you can know to help with preventing things, improving your health and wellness. So I'm excited for us to dive on into um, this topic. Great, great. Um, I know we're approaching uh, Black History Month here, and Dr. Letitia and I have a great interview coming up and a series, so uh, make sure to look out for the first episode dropping here next week. Let's dive right into pelvic health. I am, I am a pelvic physical therapist again, owner of Regenerate Physiotherapy, a specialized pelvic health clinic south of Atlanta. Um, we are a team of pelvic PTs that treat all things pelvic floor, and we see quite a bit of prolapse. So I've had clients actually say, I feel like things are falling out. So let's just dive into first symptoms of a prolapse. Symptoms of a prolapse is, and this would be referring to your vagina now, fullness in your vagina, like there's a tampon there, heaviness, sometimes there's discomfort, low back pain, or you feel a bulge when you're wiping, like a bubble. I've heard women say like a baby, a baby's head. Um, you feel something's there that's not supposed to be there. Um, I would say 90% of women that have had a vaginal birth have a chance of getting a vaginal wall prolapse. It's the vaginal canal, the wall that's falling into the opening of your vagina. Three out of four women get prolapse at some point in their life, of all women. And typically, women are going to be most commonly diagnosed between 60 and 69. So that's typically the postmenopausal woman. But that doesn't mean you weren't having symptoms prior to that. Um, so I don't know, Dr. Letitia, after you have one, uh, you've had one vaginal birth. Tell me, have you ever heard of prolapse or did anyone talk to you about that postpartum? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure not. No, it's going on our um, youngest son is going to be 13 here coming up in February. Uh, and what I recall from after baby was delivered, child, there was no education in any of that. It was, mm -hmm. like you said, you do your checkup, then, all right, well, it's six weeks. Now you can begin to go back into exercise again. And I knew I was there as a physical therapist. I needed to progress slowly into some things. But of course I went and was like, all right, I'm going to start like most ladies would be thinking, oh, maybe I'll get a trainer. 
I'll go on and get started. This trainer had no, no clue <laughs> about anything. So I'm like, and we'll have one session and I'm done. Or actually the funny thing is when I went in to do before the session, the trainer, I think either before or after me, I can't recall, had a lady that was pregnant. I think she was probably maybe in her first trimester or maybe getting her second trimester or something like that. And he was like, well, I got to figure out what I'm going to do with this lady. And it's like, what? <laughs> you don't even know the appropriate exercise and things you should be doing with like, you don't need to be taking her on as a client. You need to get her to someone that knows that population and knows what to do and do things um, safely. But either, anyway, I never got any education about prolapse. I'm like, what, what is prolapse? How does it occur? What, you know, what exactly is going on when you're talking about prolapse? Yeah. And this falls under the light of what Dr. Letitia and I love to do, the wellness care model. Let's be preventative and stay ahead of a problem that could be a bigger issue. I just want to say prolapse is not a disease. It's not something pathologically wrong. You can tell it's very common, but it doesn't have to define um, your sexual health, the way you exercise, particularly if you are having some of these symptoms and know what a prolapse is. So um, essentially, again, the prolapse is that vaginal wall falling into the opening of the vagina. And most often you're going to catch this because I just said that there's, it could be asymptomatic, meaning you could have no symptoms at all and have a prolapse. Prolapse has four grades to it. Um, in the PT world, we like to say mild, moderate, and severe. So, but it's grades one through four. Typically when you're having a mild to moderate prolapse, you may not have symptoms. And so this is why it goes back to being screened by your gynecologist, but more importantly, your pelvic PT after having a vaginal birth. Sometimes prolapse symptoms can resolve on their own when you're young. But again, when you're seeing a woman between 60 and 69, it's because that prolapse is now moderate. It is no longer able to reduce. Um, and so we're now dealing with a potentially surgical process here, which again, surgery is not all out of the picture, but most people that want to avoid surgery come see pelvic physical therapists. And the earlier we catch these, the better chance we have at helping you manage it long term and prevent it from getting worse and potentially reduce it. Um, and so if you've had a vaginal birth, 90% of women have some form of prolapse. So if you're listening, most likely you have a prolapse. Again, it's nice to just kind of know where you're starting from. From my standpoint, I know I have two grade one anterior bladder prolapse as well as my colon prolapse. Um, and so I know that you're not a pelvic PT and I've been assessed. Um, I do jump. I do run-ish. <laughs> okay. I'm not a runner, but I run with my kids. I weight lift heavy. I do all those things. But I'll tell you that when I went to my gynecologist appointment, no one ever assessed for that. I had never heard until I learned to become a pelvic PT. So oftentimes you're going to be diagnosed if you're asymptomatic by a, a pelvic PT or it would be your gynecologist. Yeah. So you think about that, just if we're even going to talk about throwing a little bit of chink in there with like racial disparities in which mm. occur in that it's like, Sometimes there's plenty of ladies that have not went to see their gynecologist for their, was it every three years now, pap smear or something like that, yes. or they only, they have not seen their gynecologist in a long time, 
or they don't do those normal checkups. So where are we missing that significant part in the education to even be aware that that could be a problem? Or people are just thinking that's normal. Oh, I've had a baby or I'm getting a little bit older. This is just part of it. And not even realizing that that's an issue and something that it can be addressed. I think that's a big, a big hole there. You know, it's been really phenomenal about TikTok and Instagram is that in our clinic, at least we've had women from all different backgrounds, African-American women, white women, women, uh, Hispanic women that find out like what they find this out on TikTok. Like this is not because it's let's be honest, your postpartum visit is very brief. If you even go to it, your gynecological visit, I'm going to tell you, most people are like, oh man, the speculum, they've got to check my cervix, especially with the pap smear. You're all worked up about that. And you just don't know what you don't know. But I'll tell you that um, it's if you're hearing this, go to your gynecologist or seek a pelvic PT to get screened to see if you have it. But especially if you're having symptoms. Um, Dr. Letitia also brought a really good point that if you're um, looking to exercise again, I think it's fair for you to, to think that the fitness instructor or personal trainer should know how to modify for you. But I'll tell you that Dr. Letitia and I have our doctorate. And we've done hundreds of hours of continued education. And if you become a public PT, it's it's tons of hours of of more learning. So it's not fair to expect that out of the personal trainer or fitness professional to know. But they really ought to be asking you about your birth experience. Because if you've had a traumatic birth experience, if there's been any tearing internally or externally, Um, vaginal birth, then you definitely need to be screened before you're doing high impact exercise because we don't want to cause a prolapse Um, because you can cause a prolapse. If you go into fitness too soon, high impact, I'm a big fan. This is a generalization, but I do not recommend high impact exercise for anyone until they're 12 weeks postpartum and really getting a pelvic PT to check you. Um, but if that's, you know, not in a place to do that, you need to look at your own vulva, vagina. You need to get a mirror out. You need to open your labia, the lips of your vagina, and you need to look what's going on there to make sure you're not seeing a bulge as well, which brings a whole new. Yeah. Have you even looked at your vagina before? Yeah. Or vulva? Yes, exactly. So, yeah, I think that's an important key because it it is something that's kind of just blanket over and we're not trying to put all fitness professionals and personal trainers into one bucket. But when you are searching to find that, then one of the questions needs to be is like, have you worked with ladies that are right after they've had a baby before? What are some of the things? What is their approach? Is their approach is taking you through the same entry workout they'd give everybody regardless of age and it's going to be squatting, uh, bending, jumping, doing all those things, then that may not be the fit for you. They could be in your Mm -hmm. price range. They could be all that. But guess what? You could be now setting yourself up for a problem that you didn't have. Like you said, causing a prolapse. Or a poor lady that was um, asked me about something. She was like, hey, I'm trying to find a trainer. Just had a baby XYZ. I was trying to give her some information about helpful. Well, she ended up going to a guy that people were recommending He clearly didn't have any knowledge on how to deal with postpartum ladies. She came out of there in so much pain, was bleeding, Mm. 
It was a terrible experience at person because he went, took her through my hard, let me show you I'm the best trainer workout. Let's I.E. kill the person, but you know, to show them that you're a good trainer and you're going to work them hard. And sometimes it's not all about trying to work somebody hard and show them that you're the best trainer. She had a terrible experience right after having, mm-hmm. you know, having baby and set her back. And, mm-hmm. you know, did she seek help after that? No. She was a, mm-hmm. a lady of color. She probably just backed off for a while and then decided to do other things, you know, by herself. So being able to know your anatomy, know what's going on down there and being proactive is yeah. is a really important key. But like you said, you don't know what you don't know. You know, and I, um, well, there's a couple of ways we can go with this. One point I want to bring up that's important is the way that women are not heard of heard the way. So an African-American woman, when she talks and there's just a lot of assumptions and Dr. Letitia, and I will hopefully again, talk about this in future episodes that there's a lot of assumptions that um, women of color don't feel pain the same way that, that white women do. And I'm making a big, this is a, this is a big deal. And if you feel that you are not racist yourself and don't have that thought process, I would really not view it that way. We have a systemic problem and in really check your biases, but since, if you're a fitness professional listening to this, because if we're not asking, you, you know, fitness professionals, you brought a point to everyone needs to advocate for themselves. You need to be, we talked about our last episode, the CEO of your own health. And when you're interviewing people to help you on your journey, fitness professionals, fitness instructors, and they say they work with postpartum people, you need to ask them specifically, what are, what do you mean by that? What do you do differently? And if they're not asking you about your story, your birth story, your situation, I would be very careful um, because unfortunately in the area of the country I am in, there is like two not, not very many fitness professionals. And this doesn't just go with high impact. So if you're out there doing Pilates or yoga, this still applies. Because if we are engaging muscles over too much, the abdominal wall, doing all the ab work, and you're, but you're not jumping, it still could be detrimental to your pelvic floor. So I just want to honor what Dr. Letitia said because um, thankfully we do have TikTok, which is exposing people from all different backgrounds to information but if you are, and I had a client in this week who ended up getting diagnosed with a tumor, um, he was not listened to. He was a black male and, um, no one put hands on him. And so it's, if you're going to your healthcare provider and you feel like you have these symptoms and they say, um, you know, don't worry about it. It's not surgical. Everything's fine. I wouldn't be concerned. Get a second opinion, especially if you want to be preventative, um, with your health, and like Dr. Letitia says, looking at Google reviews um, and finding the right physician or just go see a pelvic PT because <laughs> we're going to give you time. Like we're going to assess you as a pelvic physical therapist. That I don't know if you have any follow-up questions because I can continue to go on. Yeah, but. well, I think the, the listening component of too is that you know, if you know something is wrong with you and your body's not normal and you're not getting the answers. They're just kind of shaking off like, oh, it's no big deal, or it's just this, take this medicine, or it's this, that. I had that similar thing, not not when the physician was trying to just sweep it underneath the rug, but I was like, hey, I'm starting having issues, I'm having night sweats, I'm terrible at sleeping, 
okay. you know, my abdominal fat area. I'm doing things. And I'm like, why am I gaining this weight? I think something's mm-hmm. got to be either hormones or thyroids. I had enough knowledge to be able to identify two particular areas, but some people may yes. not be able to identify. Let's test for those. Well, of course, we did the testing, but we did the basic testing. And all those yep. numbers said within range. But yep. I still wasn't feeling normal and I knew something was not right. So I was able to seek out further care to dig in deeper to figure out what was going on so that I could get a right plan of action for me. So yes. that digging deeper is important key. It is. And you look at the same thing. What's often can be told if a gynecologist treats you, because let's be honest, physicians rule out disease and, and pathology, which is disease. And so when we look at something like a prolapse or your vaginal canal is falling into the opening of your vagina, that's not really a disease. It is a biomechanical movement issue that we need to address so you don't have to go down the surgical route. A lot of general gynecologists will state, this is fine. It's not a big deal right now. Wait until it is. And then you'll go see what's called a urogynecologist or a female urologist who do those surgeries, and they can go ahead and fix it for you. Well, let's talk about the mesh issue with prolapses. If anyone's listening to this and like prolapse, if you've heard of bladder tack, a lot of people will know they tacked my bladder. There was a big recall on mesh surgeries, and we know there is a 50 to 80% failure rate to prolapse repairs. And they may last at most 10 years. So if you're listening and you're 38, That means when you're 48, you're going to have to get another surgery because when we look at the pelvic floor and what physical therapists do, what is causing your prolapse symptoms? So one, one of the causes are going to be bearing down a lot on your pelvic floor. And I had a client in last week who thought she was doing a Kegel. Remember Kegels, everyone. If you don't know, go back two episodes. She thought she was contracting and lifting the pelvic floor. She was bearing down, pushing out her vaginal canal. If you think you're doing that and then you're doing all this Pilates, core work on your back, jumping, every time you work out, you are putting more pressure. And so people who are also constipated deal with this. They're bearing down to push their poop out every single time. And you do that repetitively, you're just going to worsen that vaginal canal falling into the opening. And so you go get a repair, but you're doing all the same things. Like PTs are going to say, well, you haven't fixed the movement part. It's, it's going to reprolapse. And so then I had a client a few, about a month or two ago who has four prolapse, going to go into a fourth prolapse repair. And the surgeon said, I can't see you now until you see a pelvic PT. And, um, it's just, it's unfortunate. So three surgeries in, she continued to go back for these surgeries and not identifying the underlying conditions or what other things can I do to help support (laughs) that? What other changes do I need to make? What other options do I have instead of surgery? And prolapse is not associated with urinary leakage. So if you're peeing like, Oh, I don't pee. That's not, it's not a thing. It's not a symptom. Um, and let's just talk about cost. You know, when we look at preventative care, you've got to have this upfront cost. And But if you look at these multiple surgeries, and I know you all are looking at what's happening in the hospitals with even basic procedures like colonoscopies, you're getting, if you've got a high deductible, that bill 
is two thousand to twenty three thousand dollars just for a colonoscopy. So now if we look at a invasive surgery where let's go on this kick, a lot of surgeons, if you're gonna get a bladder tech, they say let's go ahead and take the uterus out. Let's go ahead and put you in full chemical menopause. Let's just take the ovaries because we see some fibroids as well. People. Yeah. Just take <laughs> this it is all an issue. out. Major Let's take surgery. it all out because yeah. it'll guarantee better results for a prolapse from a organ standpoint. But why don't we be in the, the surgeons that I get to work with are very conservative in Atlanta. They're not going to go to that measure. They're going to say, let's take this, do the minimal repair if we've got to do it and work with a pelvic PT, not take an organ out. So now a doctor is going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to a male physician because it's usually going to be a male. And there's a lot of female physicians doing this too. Let's take the uterus out. We'll tack your bladder up and then you should, you should be fine. Well, taking an organ out is a big deal. It's not a two weeks bed rest thing. And for what Dr. Letitia does, this is now like a hormone issue. Now we've taken the ovaries out as well. So great. Now you are 45 menopause, but at least you don't feel... Yeah, exactly. And then that's that you, that leads you down the rabbit hole of, okay, so now I got to get on these meds because, because I've I've triggered this. I'm in early menopause. Now I'm on this medication. I'm on this one. Now my thyroid's doing something wonky. Now I'm on the thyroid medicine for the rest of my life. And then if I have the issue again, well, it looks like I'm going into, into surgery again, because that was the only option given and no other education was, was put in there or there, or they, not, not to say they're going to fear you into doing it, but they're like, oh, if this happens again, you know, if you have another issue again, now we do have to go back in and take the uterus and do have the full hysterectomy and all this stuff. So you're like, okay, well, I'll just go ahead and just, that's the only option. You know, I'll just go ahead and, and do that. Yeah. Let me tell it. you, let me get all pumped up here, everyone. Let me tell you what I've been told by a urogynecologist local to me. I will not refer to you because you're too expensive. Meanwhile, he's taking an organ out <laughs> yeah. and then... Right. And then these patients find me because of Google word of mouth, find our clinic rather, I should say. And then they say, why didn't the physician tell me? And I say, I don't know because research does support that PT can help reduce a prolapse. Now, if we're hitting, if you're listening and you have this full bulge come out, you've been diagnosed with a grade three prolapse. Um, at that point, physical therapy, it's going to be hard to reduce it, which again is why we want to, we want to catch these in your thirties and pre-menopause. And if you're like, I don't know if I have one or not, I would suggest you see a pelvic PT just to get assessed, uh, particularly if you're perimenopausal, which again can start as early as 35. Um, and really if you're in your forties, just to know, especially if you want to prevent things. Um, and so, so yeah, I'm, you know, you have a physician tell you that there's research saying it'll help reduce things. Now there's also, you know, treatment options conservatively. There's also pessaries and pessaries are kind of like a, a little, kind of like a menstrual cup, but they're like a disc. Sometimes they have a center, sometimes it's hollow, but it can kind of support the vaginal canal internally. And urogynecologists or female urologists can fit you for those. And so you can definitely manage a more moderate prolapse without surgery. You don't have to go right into surgery. And so I guess, you know, if, if you've got an annual coming up, it's important that you ask. Um, I'll tell you um, how a pelvic physical therapist is going to assess things. We're going to want to know all things bladder, bowel, sexual health. 
We're also going to want to know when you feel symptoms. Most often it's going to be standing, walking. We assess your vaginal canal. And again, as a pelvic PT, we don't do a full stirrups and some, some pelvic PTs do, but we don't hear. Um, and we're not putting a speculum in, but we want to screen you lying on your back, but also in standing. I've had so many women where, oh, don't see a prolapse. They're laying on their back. But as soon as they stand, I'm like, oh, there's the prolapse and they're not having symptoms. And so a PT, a pelvic PT is going to um, assess you. And if you've seen a pelvic PT and they haven't, I would go back and have them screen you in standing. And then we're going to talk about what causes these symptoms, how to reduce them. And yes, you know, I have two prolapses. They're mild, I know, because I'm a pelvic PT. And I'm jumping, I'm lifting heavy. Um, I don't lift my kids because they're too heavy now. But, but it's really, I think, um, nothing to fear. It's all about just knowledge is power and having awareness. Yeah, I think that was key when you just said there, knowledge is power and having awareness as well as um, before we wrap up, just thinking about the, um, you said you're a gynecologist that said that you were too expensive and they're literally doing major surgeries where people are paying 2,500, 3,000 or whatever, greater. Thousands of dollars. <laughs> and you're talking about that someone else is expensive. And on top of that, they have taken the choice out of the patient's hand by you not even yep. giving them the option. They won't even know that that care is available and out there. So that goes back to you being the CEO of your health. Like mm -hmm. they're literally not giving the patient the choice for what they're, what could, what could be best for their health by just yep. not giving them information. And that's not allowing them to have any empowerment or yep. to have them any choice literally. And when it comes to their body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could talk so much more about this, but I want you to know that if you feel like you have these symptoms, Google a pelvic PT, pelvicrehab.com. We'll drop that in a link below as a great way to find a pelvic PT. If you've got a really great relationship with your gynecologist, I would have them assess it, but I, I would, pelvic PT is going to be way more thorough with this because this is what they do. And you don't need to fear anything. Um, even if you've got a moderate one, we can manage it conservatively. It's, I, we do it successfully all the time here. Um, I'm always going <laughs> to say this when it, when it comes to prolapse, I say posture's huge, poops, and power. And so I use the three Ps. Um, posture, how you're pooping, and the, the way the pelvic floor is really helping you stabilize things are all pivotal in managing this long term. So anyways, nice to talk to you about what I love to talk about. I like that. I, those, three, those three Ps were, key, were, were very key right there. So my vagina's falling out. You got the resources. Now we're going to empower you to take action. Yes, correct. Thank you all for joining us. You can find me at or my business at regenerate.physio and Instagram. And please feel free to join or reach out to me. Pelvic Thrive Wellness is my Facebook group, private Facebook group. And then I'm... Um, Please subscribe, like our episodes, and follow us on Instagram at the Feel Better Naked Podcast, and share with your friends this episode. I'm telling you, this is a grassroots effort, so if this is new to you, you know it's going to be new to all your friends around you. For How sure. can they find you, yes, Dr. Yes, you can Letitia? find me, licensed physical therapist and certified health coach and certified running coach. You can find me at Dr. Letitia PT on Instagram, as well as Run for Life Indy. All right, girl, until next time. 
Hey everyone, thank you for joining us today on our Real Conversations and Journey to Feeling Better Naked. I know there are a million other things you could be doing. Sending you all the love. Check out the show notes to grab any tidbits or tools that were discussed on the episode today and be sure to subscribe. You don't want to miss next week's episode. Remember, you are enough.